Welcome to From Realms of Glory, a Christmas audio series tracing promises about the coming of the Messiah until his arrival in Bethlehem of Judea. I'm Dr. J.J. Routley, professor of Bible and theology at Emmaus Bible College in Dubuque, Iowa. It's December 13th, and we're continuing that wonderful passage in Isaiah chapter 11 that deals with both the character and kingdom of the coming Messiah. Yesterday, we discussed the character of the messianic sprout from Jesse's stump. Today, we get to examine what life will be like when the child born in Bethlehem so long ago one day returns from heaven to reign over the earth and usher in a global era of peace and tranquility. Let's read Isaiah chapter 11, verses 6 through 10. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a signal for the peoples, of him shall the nations inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. Just as we did yesterday, we want to look at this section piece by piece, verse by verse. The first section here from verse 6, The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the young goat and the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together, and a little child shall lead them. In the kingdom of Christ, there is a reversal of the dangerous conditions present in our world today due to sin. Today, if you put a wolf next to a lamb, you'd treat the wolf to a lamb chop dinner. If you put a goat beside a leopard or a lion beside a fattened calf, the result would be the consumption of one animal by another. But in the kingdom age, the effects of the curse of sin that came into this world in Genesis chapter 3 will begin to unravel. Sin reigns as the rule of the land today. Sin reigns as the rule of the land today. But in the kingdom era, righteousness and peace will rule the earth. You can round up wolves and lambs, leopards and goats, lions and cows, and a little child will lead them around. Notice these phrases lead us back to an Edenic stage where the Lord's command for humanity to rule the earth and subdue it is now accomplished to such a degree that a little child can master the wild animals. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. Practically speaking, in the kingdom of Christ, carnivorous animals will become herbivores. Today's cows eat grass and bears eat meat. But in the kingdom, all the animals graze and the lion, the king of beasts, will eat straw like the ox. No more killing, no more death, no more destruction. The rule of the Messiah brings peace not only to the human race, but to the animal kingdom. We read, the nursing child shall play over the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. As a parent, this verse makes me anxious to just consider having my child anywhere near the hole of a venomous snake. In the kingdom of Christ, even the ancient enemy of God's people, the serpent, is mastered and domesticized. No longer is there fear of harm, death, destruction, or even the temptation caused by deceit that would lead to sin as at Eden. 
There is peace and security and serenity over all the earth. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. A good illustration of the reversal that will take place when the kingdom comes on earth can be seen in C.S. Lewis's The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. In Lewis's timeless tale, the White Witch's reign over Narnia has made it always winter in the land, always winter, but never Christmas. How horrid. Yet when Aslan returns to Narnia, the White Witch's power over the country begins to fade, her death grip over her territory loosens, and the endless winter that has held Narnia so long begins to melt into a glorious spring. Aslan's presence drives out the evil of the witch. In our world today, we see the endless winter, so to speak, of sin's death grip on creation. But when Christ returns to this world and the curse of sin on creation is broken, the effects of sin on the earth will come undone and the world will revert to an Edenic paradise. The presence of Jesus Christ on earth and the knowledge of him filling the earth like waters covering the sea will undo the effects of sin and death in this world. In that day, the root of Jesse, who shall stand as a signal for the peoples of him, shall the nations inquire, and his resting place shall be glorious. The messianic sprout, the branch that comes from the stump of Jesse, the righteous root, will be a banner, a sign to all the peoples of the earth. The nations will gather to him, will bow to him, will honor and revere him, and his resting place, the city of Jerusalem, will once again be glorious. The Apostle Paul says of the future return of Christ and his kingdom, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Philippians chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. The baby born in the manger in Bethlehem is this glorious messianic sprout who is true king over all the earth. Though he presented himself as king to his people at his first advent, his people rejected him and his kingdom with him. So the installment of the king on this earthly throne awaits a future day when the man from heaven will come in the clouds and usher in a golden age of peace and prosperity, the likes of which the world has never seen. This is the glorious future that awaits those who believe in Jesus for salvation. But those who reject Jesus will face his judgment, his wrath at his second coming. Which group are you in? Have you trusted Jesus for salvation, believing what Scripture says about him to be true, and living your life in light of the truth of God's word? Or are you rejecting him? When Jesus returns in the clouds of heaven, will it mean judgment for you or salvation? Thank you for joining us for this episode of From Realms of Glory, a Christmas podcast. For more information about Emmaus Bible College, please visit Emmaus.edu. If you've been enjoying this audio series, take a few moments to give us a strong rating wherever you listen to podcasts, and please share us with your family and friends on social media. Tomorrow, we look at the suffering that was to characterize the Messiah prior to his glorious kingdom reign. 